Welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 435. My name is John Morgan, and Cole Coffee is with me here in Salt Lake City, Utah. More specifically, in the hotel lobby that you're staying at. Yeah. And people may say, well, that seems like a weird place Why to sit down that, and start guys? recording. What Why would you do that? Of all the places in Salt Lake City that you can go, you sit down in the lobby. Well, it turns out. They've got some pretty favorable happy hour prices here in the lobby of your hotel tonight. Yes, they do. It's a little nice, a little happy hour. Some uh, good food, free food, <laughs> and some uh, free beer. I mean, if you're going to say complimentary beverages, if there, if you need John Morgan to be somewhere <laughs> and you will just say complimentary, complimentary beverages. frosty beverages, yes, yes, I will be there. So you suggested it, and I said, well, sir, I don't know that I could find a better deal in town. <laughs> So I think that is exactly where we should sit down and record. Well, especially after last night, you you tried to go. We tried to go to the liquor store, try to find some cold beer and stuff. <sighs> I took a quick loop, saw no refrigeration, and dipped. I think you were still there. You were in the middle of the the wine aisle. Your favorite, yep, I your ended up aisle. I ended up snagging a bottle of red wine, and I and I got a bottle of uh, Tito's as well, and I threw it in my freezer. Oh, that looks so good. So we got that just in case we I need to turn to the you Tito's. You had like some little pink ass rosé shit in your hand when I saw. No, that no, night. it was Tito's. It was Tito's okay. and a bottle of red wine. Okay. The red blend okay. and, and then okay. a, and a bottle of okay. Tito's. But yes, uh, I was quickly reminded of the draconian Salt Lake City, Utah uh, liquor liquor laws here, which are not favorable to gentlemen like myself who enjoy yes. a good frosty beverage. Yes. Uh, you have to buy the cold beer warm. You can't even buy it like in six packs. You have to buy it like individually, like everything's priced individually. At least not at the, that state liquor store. It's not at the state liquor store. Because I found the six pack at the, uh, at the gas station that was just down the way from Right, right, right. In the hood. <laughs> there are, I will say, as beautiful a place as this is, there are some little sketchy areas. Some very, very sketchy areas. And but when, uh, and I'm not picking on it because no, it's a nice place. It it's beautiful. Well, plus the I think some of the areas, too, I think there's like uh, food. There's like missions there. There's like religious, like some of the places mm. where you go and get like food give outs and stuff. So I think some of them congregate to this right, area. Right, plus right. there's that nice park there. And people have been sleeping in there at night. I haven't seen any tents or anything. But I'll see people the last, even last night when I was walking back from dinner, somebody just was like laying out their bedroll and ah, was sleeping. So I wonder I if it's that. a matter of like they don't allow, allow things like a tent, but if you just want to sleep, they'll let it happen or whatever. I wish we could fix that, man. Not to get political or whatever. Yeah. I wish, I wish you, just, I wish we didn't have citizens out on the streets. You know what yeah. I mean? Just a damn shit. But at least the weather wasn't too bad last night. Even though I think there was a point where we saw some storm clouds, and I thought they could have been a little bit rougher. But I don't remember hearing them. Uh, rain or anything but but yeah i mean that's a tough subject but yeah we definitely don't want to go down there no 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 no. we talking mma yeah, we have a fun talking, we drink it's a lighthearted stuff like beverages. mma yeah, lighthearted i will stuff. say uh shout out to jeff robbins from the utah sports commission uh yes. the president and ceo today he came in today uh i'm sure a lot of people have seen the utah sports commission as a partner in bringing the ufc here and uh he did a great job of describing kind of what their goal is and you know they're actually in a bid for the uh for the winter olympics the i think olympics. they said in like 2030 yep. yeah he uh, was he, i think he mentioned olympics at least 30 times olympics Olympus got brought up. A lot of Tony Hawk. He's Tony a big Hawk, fan of Tony Hawk. Uh, motor motorbikes. Yep. They called it something. Motocross they do, they, or something. Motocross. They do a lot of extreme sports. So yep. he just talked Apparently about. Apparently he likes tennis. He plays tennis. He maybe was a pro. I he think he, he was threw a himself in there somewhere. He was a there. professional tennis player yes, at yes. one point. But so I, I, he was out there, you know, doing. Hey, look, he's a partner in the presentation. He wanted to come out and, and talk about his organization. But I will say. He's got a good sense of humor and gave me way more serious of an answer than he should have because I just thought, hey, you know, we don't usually talk to people like this. He's probably like, what the hell am I even doing here in a yep. media room? And I was like, hey, 
since we're done asking questions, uh, what can the Utah Sports Commission do about getting the liquor laws changed here? And everybody kind of gave it a little giggle or whatever. And I was just trying to have fun, keep it light, you know, right, make, of course. make the guy entertained. Uh, but then he gave me, like, a very serious answer. Yeah. He's like, you know, it, I, I understand where you're coming from. He was like, <laughs> I hope that the, the world knows that we are progressive in those ways. We've, we've seen multiple changes over the last five years. Yes. And I think we continue mm-hmm. to assess and evaluate and determine, you know, how we can continue to move forward. And I think that you'll see that we're a very progressive state when it comes to that and we're working on changing certain laws. And I thought, I was like, and I actually, I was like, that is way better of an answer than you needed to give me. Like, thank yeah. you very much. But, I, but hey. I thought it was. Uh, I, I felt. I felt respected in there. It was almost yeah. like he was like, "I know you're joking with me, but let me give you a little answer." He's like, "We can't take care of it now, but we'll get to it at a latter day." Oh, see what you did. <laughs> <laughs> Would you call him a saint if he did? <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> so ridiculous. Uh, yeah, we, we, we I'm proud of that one. I was. was I, I just worked that up in my head. Set that one up. Yeah, nice yeah. job. Uh, they have made some changes over the years because I came back to the fight nights, and it was funny, man, to hear him openly talk about the history of the UFC here, right? And how yeah. originally there was supposed to be a UFC fight night here, and it, it was on a Sunday, mm-hmm. and they said that like, and I remember it because I remember people in the market saying, "Dude, it'll never work on a Sunday here," and and he even said it. He was like, "Dude, we tried to tell Dana White." a Sunday is not a good idea here in Salt Lake City. And Dana was like, no, nope, we're going on a Sunday. And they ended up moving it to uh, to San Diego. I was actually sitting next to a local reporter, and I, I remember that kind of happening. But, you know, these events all kind of come together. Uh, I was like, do you remember what fight that was? Because we were talking, like, Jose Young's was with us, and Jose's got that – uh, you know, young in, upcoming reporter. Oh, he's got the his mind still works because he's still young. You know, he's still you know, Once he once he catches on to a major outlet somewhere, <laughs> it's gonna be tough for him. But uh, yeah, he's got he's got really good like photographic type memory, and he couldn't remember either. And the local reporter was like, "I actually just put that in my story." He's like, "Let me look it up." And uh, he was like, "It was actually Jones versus Matt Yashinko. So they could have yeah. had John Jones in a main event here. Uh, but of course, and as I told, and the reporter. You could tell he kind of knew the sport, but I was like, yeah, but in fairness, that was John Jones, like, before it was John Jones, Jones, you know what I mean? So, uh, pretty wild. And then, of course, they came back for the fight night um, that was Yair and uh, Alex Caceres, which was kind of a, 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 you know, obviously two very intriguing dudes. We've seen, um, you know, what Yair has gone on to do, of course, and the heights that he reached, but it wasn't a big one. Um, and it was a decent fight night, um, but back then I remember like you could only get like the three point two percent alcohol here. You had to get um, you had to be, you had to go to like a a bar and pay like a dollar to have a private club membership or whatever the case may yeah, be. This is a four point two, right? Yeah, bro, yeah. we stepping the game up. The free Miller Lights, the four point. Is that the norm? Is that the normal? Yeah, that's the normal that's rate normal. right there. So yeah, they are making progress, but I, I got to chuckle out all that. So anyway, it is uh, UFC two ninety one this week. Uh, great media day that we had today. We just wrapped that up a few hours ago. I, I thought it was really entertaining, and we'll talk all about it. Um, I guess I want to get some uh, thoughts for you because I haven't talked to you since. Uh, you know, the big Tom Aspinall win over the weekend, man. I, I know that, you know, you, like me, are a big fan of, of Tom Aspinall and, and have kind of seen the future and the greatness that uh, that he can that, – the potential that he seems to have. But, you know, I, I, I mentioned it on the uh, and a half episode. It's funny because, like, even when it's somebody that you believe in and that you know has skills, when they're gone for a year – they're just not top of mind, right? right. And, 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 you know, I, I picked him in the fight, and I was like, you know, you know, as long as everything's good with the knee, he's going to be good. Um, and, 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 you know, this will be a big win. He's right back in there. But i tell you what, man, that performance for me, I was uh, – I'm, I'm ready to see this guy in, in a title fight 
really soon, like really, really soon. I'm not necessarily saying next, you know what I mean? We've got to see how things shake out, but I feel like he's one fight away at most. It sounds right. I mean, with a with a good performance, I mean, I think right now so many of the divisions are just so fluid. I mean, I think yeah. if, if with one good performance and one standout performance, um, there you are. I mean, like, I think it's so funny that if we would think, like, you know, looking at, like, where Sean Strickland's at, here's a guy that I think most people would like, even though he's not right at the top, but he's had some good performance and he's just buzzing. And now next thing you know, you got the champ, and it seems like that fight might actually happen. Yeah. It's like, what is going on? So, yeah, at this point, I think anybody with a little bit of buzz around and, you know, gets one good solid fight in there, you never know. You never know. So I think this is the perfect fight for this to kind of, you know, work itself up. And, uh, yeah, who knows? I like it. I think, I think, you know, we're going to look to November. We're going to see John Jones and Steve Miocic. No guarantees either way, but I have a feeling there's a real possibility both of them retire after that fight, win or lose. And if that's the case, then you got a vacant belt. And I think at that point, you, you just go Tom Aspinall, Sergey Pavlovich, and that's actually a, a really intriguing, enticing fight. You know what I mean? I, I think that's in there. And I think the backup would be, and, and maybe I'm wrong in this, but I think the backup would be if, if for whatever reasons John or Stipe, whoever wins, doesn't retire, then obviously Sergey would be next. And then I honestly think I wouldn't mind seeing Aspinall and Blades put back together. I know Blades has got uh, a, a difficult challenge coming up as well, but I'd still like to see that fighting. That was a fight that I was really looking forward to. And obviously we got 15 seconds of it, and we really didn't learn anything whatsoever. We didn't see anything in that time. And that's a matchup I think I'd still like to see. I think that would really tell us a lot. If Tom Aspinall's not getting into a title fight right away, um, I think I'd like to see that one. I didn't really understand the the whole, you know, I, I'll be in Paris for for Cyril uh, and Sergey, and I'll take the winner of that. I don't know. Maybe that was just convenience of location because he's based in Europe. But um, I don't know. I feel like there's bigger matchups available for him. Yeah, could be. Could be. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, I, I will get a quick Ultimate Fighter check in. I'm guessing you didn't get a chance. Did <laughs> I did. You, did you see? Wait, those? let me. Let me. Uh, I thought there was going to be more than one fight last. For, I don't know why I was thinking because I maybe because we somebody said something. That they thought there was going to be two. No, that somebody had leaked and already said like who was moving on, and maybe that's why in my head I was thinking that for some reason they were going to cram two fights in the one. But I did. I did see it. You the did fight see between it? Austin Hubbard and uh, Roosevelt Roberts. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you get to see yeah. it. So. Uh, you know, I will say, and and look, I know a lot of people aren't watching. I will say, if you have been watching and you missed this episode, yeah, I, don't worry about it. It wasn't yeah. the greatest episode. By the fight was not phenomenal. I, I did, yeah. I did enjoy, I enjoy, I enjoy the episode. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, a couple highlights. Uh, Bracketona obviously moving over to yeah. the other team. Yeah, you rat. No shock Dirty there. Rat. Yeah, no, no shock kidding. there. We knew that was going to happen. Yeah, um, he's been itching to do that. Thing. And if people don't know about it, his coach. Is John Cavanaugh. John Cavanaugh. So, so I mean, like this whole time he was training, working without his coach, and out of respect for Brad, John wasn't really going to try to do anything to like coach any of the guys right. that were going to be fighting him. So now that's all gone. So that's probably actually, actually a better work. way to put it. It's not that he really switched back over to be with Connor. It's that he switched back over to be with John Cavanaugh to, to be, be with, with his normal coach. And that's, that's and that's how he phrased it as well. I mean, yeah. he was like, "I'm glad to be back with my team, but I'm glad to be back with my coach." Yeah, I t- I'll tell you what's funny though. When they had that scene with Dana White on there, and he didn't mention anything about you know, well. All the guys want to stay loyal to Michael Chandler. They want to stay loyal to the team. He's like, Connor's outburst kind of upset some people, and I don't think he wanted to go yeah. over. You know, they kind of made it seem like, hey, it's not necessarily that they're just like, hey, we're Team Chandler all the way, but more like, hey, you know what? 
F that guy for him yelling at us last time. Well, but also, too, I mean, like, even though they still trained with uh, Chandler's team, those guys are still technically being awarded on the Connor's side. Right. Like, when you look in that thing, yeah, Connor yeah, was there. Like, they're still Connor. They're still on Connor's team, but they're training. They're allowing them to train with the current team. But as a gimme to Connor's side, and maybe this is how it would have worked any other way where fighters have to go. Normally, there's always fighters on the other side. Yeah. You know, maybe one side always has more than the other, and you but don't it's make that seven point. Never 7-1. But it's never to the point where it's almost the whole team. Yeah. You, have to, you have to give the guy it's like five, you know, three. his whole team. Yeah. yeah, maybe in a bad situation, 6-2. Right. So this was really, really pushing the limit. You know, Because if it was like at that point, there was no reason for Connor to be there last night. For that True. fight, he there was no reason for him to be there. But you know what was funny? Because at one point I thought he was cheering for the wrong dude. And I was right. like, bro, he's because he was like telling moves to like Roberts. I was like, why is he, he like? That's not even his doesn't dude. have either guy. But, he it, was just but like, it is Roberts was the one I think that was assigned onto oh, his team. So technically, it's his team. So it, it was technically it his was guy. It was funny because basically, if you haven't seen it again, I, this was the, probably one of the worst fights of the season because they. It was everybody. It was still better said, than the PFL showing. Uh, oh yeah, well. you know. So if, if people, you know, if, to give you a little backstory, but like in a, in a cliff notes, Roosevelt Roberts said when he was going to the show, I'm not going to make friends with anybody. I'm just going to do my thing. But then you put him in the house. People are going to find a bond with somebody because you just want to have a conversation. You want to be able to bounce your thoughts off stuff, and especially if you're going in your training. There's going to you're going to get a training bond. Hubbard seemed to be the one guy that he got closest to in the house that was always sort of char- you know, talking with or whatever. I think so. Yep. And so when it came down the fight, you know, both of them were respectful, but the whole first round, uh, and you kind of hear Connor chime in afterwards. He's like, "It's not a sparring session, guys." Right. And what was so it eerily like crazy about this one is because since the coaches were so respectful of them being both guys, no coaches were giving any input, so it was as quiet dead as, silence. As being in a in a field at night with nobody around you, you Dead know, silence. it was it was so it's, it's, surreal. It's like the fighting fights used to be before they were right. on, before they were on a team, so nobody was coaching, nobody's cheering. Right. They're just like, like to get into the house. It's just when you can hear the feet <laughs> shuffling. Yeah, exactly. To get into <laughs> yeah, the house, fighting so. to get in the house. Yeah, it wasn't great. Um, I did okay. So, a couple shout outs I want to give, and then we'll get two ninety one because that's what matters. I did want to say uh, respect to Roe, even though he ended up coming up short. Yeah. Uh, for cutting his hair and doing what he had to yep. do to make. And way. I respected his mindset after afterwards because I mean, like I said, he said he didn't want to go in there and you know make friends, and he's kind of mad that he did. But he's like, I have the most utmost respect for you know my opponent, and I love the respect between the, like yep. the two guys. Like they didn't want to do it, but they made the best of it. And as much as yes, the fight could have been you know uh, more intense. They still went out and pushed it. They I mean, did. they still went out and engaged. They were could, it could have been harder, yes. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of times, you know, you see some some guys get top position, and were they throwing elbows at the at the face? No. No. Were they really dropping a lot of heavy ground and pound? No. no. And if they did, they were going to the body. Yep. You know, they were taking, they were doing pretty good job of like uh, making it, if anything, a heavy spar session. But you know, it's a tough situation. You know, it is. It so. is a tough situation, which is what the PFL thing, the whole thing we tried to yeah, say. Yeah, and know? that was even closer than what these guys. That was you know, super close, so. man. Uh, I also wanted to give respect to uh, Mando as well because technically Mando's on the other team now. He's a yep. barber at home, you know what I mean. So row right away when he needs to make weight, he's like Mando. And you know what, man? And he did. He did. Mando so got well. up and and, yep. and did. And I thought that was cool because you could be like. Nah, bro, yeah. not my team. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, hold on, man. You know what? Like, I'm already out. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that team this is honest team. This isn't. 
technically. <laughs> yeah, kind of honesty. I guess there you go. Maybe that maybe less. <laughs> but no, I, I, but you know I, I, I agree mean? Like, with you. You could have been like, a jerk, but it's yeah. like, what am I? Uh, all I'm doing is cutting your hair. Like I'm not giving you a training technique, or I'm yeah. not. You know, like I'm I'm helping you make weight. Like I don't know. I thought that was cool. Well, and he could he could be like, bro, you're already out of the competition. Yeah, like, like, I'm not gonna help you anyway. Like I don't know. I wanted to give him say. Yeah, no, for sure. And I thought he did a pretty good job. Like it could have like I mean to go for dreads and then make it to a presentable. Oh yeah, he he made. I'm I thought it looked good. It I was like, good. I was like, dude, you made it look right. It, it looked a hell of a lot better than I, it should have at, by any any means, you know, in that short of time. And then, of course, the other shout out that I must give because I will give him a shout out every single time I can is Jason Knight, right? Yes. Because Connor has a chef come over and he bring and he and he, and he has this hearty stew, right? He's he's got the it's beef, the he's forged, got the vegetable, he's got stew. the forged Irish stout in there. He's pouring the Irish stout in there. They're cooking it down. They get it all done. And Jason Knight just like, man, it was vegetable beef stew, but it had beer instead of water. I don't know about. It. <laughs> Like Connor brought over a chef to make you this. He went to feature his product. Connor's getting the product placement in there. He Connor's is. getting the product placement in there. But he does this and he's like, Oh, look at this proper Irish. This is amazing. You can taste the Ireland in there. Jason Knight just like vegetable beef soup, but with beer instead of water. I don't know what the big deal is. <laughs> All right, well, we got the uh, the appetizers, the hors d'oeuvres out of the way. Now we get to the entree, the USC 291 card that is coming up that I just don't see how you can't be absolutely pumped for. I mean, yes, I guess if you want to be a stickler, you could be like, ah, oh, man, we were supposed to have Paulo Costa versus, you know, Iker Masgrove here. But, like, ah, I mean, Dustin Poirier versus Justin Gaethje. BMF title is on the line. Media day was the day. We got to see everybody. Uh, you know, I, I've kind of made my feelings on this BMF title clear in that, uh, to me, I don't think it and, – and, boy, I tell you, you know who had the harshest criticism today of the BMF title was Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. I mean, the nicest dude on the roster. And he was like, well, I think it's kind of just what does it even represent? What does it mean? What is it? Blah, 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 blah. So I thought it was kind of funny because for, for Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, of all people, to have the harshest criticism. But – I guess I'm kind of of the opinion that, like, you're right. I don't think it necessarily really means anything per se, but I do think it's cool, and I guess I would love this fight regardless if there was nothing on the line. But if there's ever two dudes that you were going to say, like, well, if they need to be fighting for a BMF belt, it's these two dudes, like – I don't know what it means moving forward. Like, I don't know if there's going to be more BMF titles. I don't know if they're going to defend this title. I don't know if any of that makes any sense whatsoever at all. But I love this fight, and I think it's cool that there's this BMF title. And I think it's cool that Jorge is going to be here and, and, and give it to the winner. I, I don't know. I, I like it. It. Is, it is pretty cool. You know, it's kind of what it's, what's, what's interesting and funny in, in the sense, and somebody brought it up earlier, too, when they talk about how, you know, the fact that it was lost already and should have been passed down, like – if you're going to have the guy that had it before hand it off, you're treating it like it's a lineal sort of thing. And in the line of like a lineal champ, the lineal champ's already gone Like right. when when he lost to – Because it should have gone to Usman, Usman, at which point Usman would have given it to Edwards. To Edwards. And Edwards that's where – and it would technically be Leon Edwards. Tec- technically Edwards, you know. So it is what it is. But I, I, I get it when, when – how Stephen, how I phrased – how he was phrasing it and how it made sense when he was sort of against it a little bit. It's, it's one thing when you're talking about and I think when he was saying it was like when you when you get to a belt and you have two of the best fighters and they're trying to say who's the best, you know, the two of the best in the division, well that's what the division title is about, you know. But when when he phrased like that, I was like, Okay, I get it. If you're trying to say who's the, the best one and two guys in the division, well they'll be fighting they shouldn't be fighting for 
the BMF title, they should be fighting for the actual division title. Right. But if you're just talking about two badasses, then it could be all across the board. But the way he was saying, where he thought it was kind of silly, is because you're taking two of the best guys that could be vying for the actual title, and you're having fine vying for something that's something else. Right. That doesn't give them all the other extra shit. So I can see where he's like, well, it's kind of silly, but he's like, I get it. You know, I understand it. It is kind of interesting in that sense because, all right, like, because I'm telling you right now, the press conference tomorrow, I'm going to ask, and, and we'll get into the co-main as well, I'm going to ask Dana. I don't necessarily expect him to commit to it, but are these fights number one contender fights? Because both the main right. and the co-main look like they should be number one contender fights, right? Yeah. And so I guess in, in the position of, like, Jorge and Nate – they weren't necessarily really in a title ascension. They weren't necessarily here. now. Now, obviously, Jorge ended up getting to that point. Yeah, but you, you know, the, that wasn't really what that was about. That it wasn't it that, was like, yeah. hey, man, these are two special characters that that probably aren't really fighting for a title anytime soon. Even though that ended up changing. Yeah. Um. And and so let's put something cool to to you know because this is a special occasion type thing or whatever. So I guess in that sense, I can see it because like. Again, the, the, I mean, these guys are both former interim champs. Yep. Uh, as uh, I can't remember who said it today, uh, because their argument was like, "Man, if it wasn't for uh, oh, you know what? I think it was uh, Michael Chiesa that was like, look, if it wasn't for a guy named Habib Nurmagomedov, like these two dudes both could be undisputed champions.' Right. I think it was him that said that. Um, so, and then at that point, then you're kind of it gives that gives some weight though to like what Thompson's saying, like those are guys that we vying for the actual belt, you know? Right. But. I mean, I get it. it. It's it's interesting, and it's given another little part. And maybe part of it was the fact that you know Nate always wanted to fight for a belt, and if you want to you want to coerce Nate into fighting Masvidal for something, all right, well we'll give you a title shot, yep. but it's not going to be a real title. It's going to be the BMF title. How about that? We'll get you your pay per view points. We'll get you whatever. Because honestly, I think that the UFC just wanted to rope Nate into fighting again. You know, they yep. want, I felt at that time they probably thought like we're not quite sure if he's going to fight again. There's heat between these two. We can make something happen. Um, and now it's, I feel like now we're trying, they're, they're keeping it around and now we have to find, sort of put this value behind it. And it's like, well, what is that real value? Is it, is it just purely just to have another rotating thing around that we could throw towards pay-per-view main events where normally would be an event there where there actually would be a title on the line or something. So it's interesting. I just wonder if now us off to the side, what initially was this crazy, funky idea, now here we are kind of creating depth to something that was never really expected at first to ever keep moving forward. And the more we ask about it, the more we sort of flush this out, we're creating a backstory for it in a sense and giving it more worth than what it initially was. Yeah, because it's know? funny in the beginning, like that was the big question, right? Like everybody's like, "Will this be defended? Will this be defended?" Yeah. And I didn't even understand that logic. I'm like, "Well, of course it won't. Like it's a special they thing." They said it was a one-off, they right? Said it was but done. if you're going to institute it again, now you want. But I mean, you can't really defend it, right? Because more often than not, they're going to end up around the same person. Yeah. You would they think, made right? It, like treat it like as lineal. I'm killing that word. <laughs> and if they were just going to have it and be whatever, it should have passed. You know, at that point. But, but ultimately, it's probably going to always end up with, an, oh, well, I guess if you didn't do it in every division. Like, if you only had one, like, literally one, like, it would still. I mean, in boxing, that, I mean, didn't that, didn't heavyweights switch around or something? And maybe that did sort of happen. I thought that happened at one point where, like, the lineal heavyweights. Switched yeah, but that one's not even, like, a real title. Like, yeah, it's just like true. a, like a weird a factual thing yeah. or whatever. So, true. I don't know. I, it's, it's weird. Like, I, I guess, and I don't want to spend too much time debating the merits of it or whatever, but, like. I, in the beginning, I was like, "This is kind of dumb." And then when we saw the belt and we and we and the Rock was there, I was like, "All right, I'm, it's fun. Yeah. I'm into it. Like I can deal with this." Now that it's happening again, I mean, I do, 
there's no two people better on the roster, I think, right sure. now than these two guys that do it. But I, I don't know what it is weird. So I was like, that now what? Do they defend it? Does yeah. Is it? Does it? They should there be, be one? Ones that have, they're the ones that hand it off. Should again there be afterwards? one for every division or whatever? Like you know, give I mean, give me some Yuani and Jay Chet coming back and fighting for a VMF title or something. You know what I mean? I so, mean, we clearly said that this fight itself on its own would have been fine as a main event. You know. If, if it's a matter of the UFC sort of back themselves in a corner with pay-per-views because they always put these title fights or multiple title fights, and they're like, well, guys, the li- it just doesn't line up. We have to get this pay-per-view out, but we don't have anything. Well, let's bring the BMF back, you know. It's I, just, I, it's just I know they have metrics that have shown that, like, and again, they very rarely have a pay-per-view that's a non-title fight. But I know they have metrics that have shown that, like, hey, when we have non-title pay-per-views, like, you know, the, the, the purchase rate – you know, falls off a cliff, but this is special, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like normally if you have a non-title fight, it's because, well, you lost your title fight and you scrambled to put the best thing you could together. And, and that's what you came up with this one. Like, dude, I don't care if they're fighting, like the winner's paying dinner. Like I want to say, like, I want to watch it. It's it's, it's just interesting. Cause yeah, I mean, what do we do after this point? Does it continue on or whatever? And then does, does it devalue it as it goes on? If we know that, well, we're going to see it again. It's just going to become this rotating thing. Every quarter, we're going to see the BMF title. And they just put it up on somebody it, else. Go up and put it on somebody else. You know, and it's just like, I don't know. But, I, I mean, I like weird. it for this. I mean, you're right. I can see where if somebody even just tuned in and they said, well, is there a title on the line for this pay-per-view? And somebody said, well, yeah, there's the BMF title. Even if somebody doesn't understand what that is and doesn't understand that that doesn't actually re- equate to, like, one of the normal titles – they're just going to hear title, and they're going to think, oh, cool. Well, yep. the, obviously, this event must be mean something. It's big something. I remember traveling. I mean, how many times have you been in an Uber somewhere, and a guy, you know, they t- ask you what you're doing in town. You're saying, oh, we're here from Covenant Event. Oh, is there a big fight? Oh, yeah, there's a title on the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and they're like, oh, cool. Cause, yeah, because cool. you, you know, they, you know? Don't, they, they probably don't know the names. They don't know the names. But you're like, let me just tell them there's a title fight. Yeah. Oh, all right, all right. It immediately makes it sound cool. Yeah. I, I mean, even in the news. That is I'm true. Sure That's if a great it's on point. A, even if it's like a news headline or something, That's you know, they're point. just going to be like, oh, okay, something's on. So at that point, I mean, maybe we are going to see it again. It's just um, – I mean, I don't mind it. I mean, nah. I don't, I mean, I, it's not like we're having to do extra jump through extra hoops for it. I think if they keep finding names like this um, to do it, and if this is the kind of thing that these guys get extra points or, or right, they mentioned allows they get, them, you yep. know, I mean, like, who cares? I'm, I mean, I don't mind yeah. it. I don't mind it. I just. I, ju- I just feel like the story of what it really means and what it eventually is going to become is still sort of fleshing still itself out. Still getting a little Because right? at one point it was the one-off, and that's what made that one so hugely special. And then now we're, it's back, and it's like, okay, well, this, is this the last time? Or are we going to see it again? Oh, but this you is know? a one-off of a one-off. It's a one-off of a one-off. <laughs> so. uh, all right, it's a great fight. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Like, I, I was joking uh, on the CFSC broadcast a week ago that we played the commercial, and I was just like, Bro, if you're not excited about this fight, like we can't be friends. Like I don't care how nice you are, like how cool you are, we can't be and friends. And if it's a fucking, if it's a bang out, just brawl, and even though oh. both of them say they don't, they didn't want to initially do this again. Doesn't it make sense that you have to have a trilogy then? Oh, if yeah. it's a bang up brawl and say Especially Justin gets wins. this one, yeah. you got to do it again. Got to do it again, but brother. But then, then it makes more sense than that you're seeing the the BMF up against for a rematch, then that makes sense to do it again. That would be cool. So, like, yeah, 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 you're right about that. So if they, if Justin did win, and then let's say they do the trilogy, but it's like two years from now, and maybe one of them's a champ or one of them's not or whatever, 
that you put the BMF title back on the line because right. it's the two guys that contested it last. Yep. You're 100% right in there. You have to put it back on the line. You'd have to put it back. You'd have to put it back. But it would make a lot of sense. It's an easy sell. That's an easy. That's, that's easier easy than one. just saying like, okay, well, we haven't seen it in two years. We haven't seen it in a year. Oh, dude. And what you if, know, and, and then what, just grab two new characters. And what if, what if one of them was the champ at the time and you're like, it's for two belts, for bro. Two belts. It's for the lightweight title and the BMF title. Like, oh, you get the gold and the silver, I mean, you'd son. Ha- you'd have to, you get right? The gold unless, and the unless silver. for some reason you d- you change divisions. Yeah. You know, unless they're like, oh, just as a a, a catch weight, whatever. I can see where somebody with the belt was like, hey, how about we do a catch weight, but it's only for the BMF. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be cool. All right. Um, but both these guys have been doing this for a long time. I mean, like, if there is going to be a trilogy, it has to be soon. Yeah, I don't think, they're I don't not gonna think be either one of these guys. Gagey's always been he he only has a handful left. Yep. Poirier has said and I'm I'll more so on Gagey's side, like but I mean Dustin's been doing all the right kind of things. I mean, with all this foundation work and with his family, yeah. his daughters getting older, I I could see him wanting to make that shift to becoming more full time at home, doing yeah. other sort of stuff outside. And he's like I said, he's I think he said it on the countdown. I've heard him start to say a little bit like I don't need to fight anymore. Like, my family's good. See, like, we're financially good, set. Awesome. You know what I mean? So he's probably not much longer for it. It's just got to be fights Dude, like this. get out this. before that fucking all the CTE and, like, oh. PTSD and other shit starts settling 100%. in, you know? Because he's still got his wits. He sounds great. He looks great. You're not seeing, like, damage that you start seeing Phenomenal on some of the Phenomenal representative of the yeah. sport, man. Such a get good out dude. while you can. If you got your money, get out. <laughs> are you are you leaning towards either guy? Because I, I, I to me, I'm this, leaning toward Dustin. This, I was going to say, because to me, this is I mean, a, it's a coin flip fight. Yeah. I think I'm leaning 100%. towards Dustin just because I saw it before. Because I saw it And before. I saw how it played out. And, I, and yep. granted, five years ago, granted, both have evolved. Yep. But they both evolved and they're not like completely new fighters, you know what right. I'm saying? Like, yes, they've gotten better at what they do, but I still. So I lean slightly Dustin, but if if Justin gets in there and leg kicks the hell out of him, because he wasn't yep. that far away from February, yep. I'll, I'll never forget that Dustin yep. had to come in and sit down to do the to do the post yep. fight last if time. If Dustin loses, if Dustin for for uh, an instance just loses track of of his of his presence in that cage. And just, you know, oh, what's going on over here? And just doesn't give Justin his focus every time. It only takes one solid punch from Justin to catch any fighter to knock them off the game and then just swarm them, you know. Yep. So I think Dustin just needs to be on it. I mean, like, he can make a mistake and lose his fight. I think what's been so great about him in his past fights is he doesn't make those mistakes. You know, like you said, he can either, if he doesn't mind his leg, his leg's going to get chewed up. He's got to be smart about that. But if he doesn't pay attention to that, and the next thing you know, he's like, oh, fuck. I wasn't. I thought I could eat more of those leg kicks. The next thing you know, you can't stand on your leg, and then where goes half your power? You know, like he's got to be on his game the whole time because Justin is just so damn dangerous. He's so powerful. Those leg kicks are just. I mean, I think those are probably his most dangerous weapon. I mean, his hands are incredible, but hands are it, the way leg that he's way he just literally just takes your legs out, throws front his of you. whole body into it's him. It's nasty. Dude. It's nasty. Crazy. All right, I'm, I'm leaning tight towards Justin. I'm gonna say if I was if I was at the uh, the head of the writers' table, yep. and I was getting the script, everything I would say, and and I only just believe this now after the scenario that you laid out. I just said now, if I'm a script writer, I have Justin win, then I have Justin go win the USC lightweight title, and then I have Dustin say I'm giving it one more run. I'm not giving up. <laughs> he wins one, maybe two fights, but maybe probably just one. 
gets the trilogy fight with Justin, wins the trilogy fight, and then calls it a career, and like Amanda Nunes, lays down both them belts, lays down the BMF, lays down the undisputed title that he'd been chasing for years and years. He brings his daughter into the cage. He yep. brings his wife, who was there from moment one, driving him in the car. I like it. Call, and, and you know what? And we're doing it. We're doing it in New Orleans. Just New Orleans. Do, we're doing it in New Orleans. That fight's uh, having the trilogy's having in New Orleans. I would definitely sign up to go to New Orleans for that. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> that, sign up. That's the script. That's the script. That's uh, pretty good. That's a pretty good storyline. All right, co-main event: uh, Jan Blahovich versus Alex Bahera. Interesting fight, right? Because you know Jan Blahovich has done pretty well against middleweights moving up to two hundred five. I don't really see Alex Beheta as a middleweight moving up to 205. I see him as a light heavyweight who just somehow found a way to make his body make 185 pounds before. Because that dude yeah. is huge. Like, when they face off together, it, it, you're, I mean, Alex is going to be just as big as Jan. You know what right. I'm saying? And credit to Jan because he even said, like I said, you know, I asked him today, like, look, you've seen these middleweights move up, you know. Do you think his power goes away when he comes up 20 pounds? Like, is he just another middleweight at that point? And Jan, to his credit, was like, no. He was like, this dude's power is for real, and it's coming up to 205 as well. I got all the respect in the world from him. Um, so this, to me, does not feel like a middleweight moving up to 205. Um, I do have one concern, and that is that Alex turned around awfully fast. Yeah, Three months ago, he got knocked out. That seems awfully fast to me. Now, granted, he get knocked out by uh, Israel Adesanya. How did Izzy's power translate against? Uh, not Yama? so well. Not so well. Not so well. You know what I mean? That scares me a it little scary. bit. That's what. That's what. That's the the thought I couldn't get out of my head when I was picking for this one because I was so heavy leaning on Alex in the middleweight division. Yep. But light heavy. I'm not so much. Know. I, don't I don't know. know. But at least I, I wouldn't say that. I think he I think he can do good in the division. I, I know he has the skill set and he has the power. Um just he was able to get lights out by not even the strongest puncher. Right. Uh, I mean, not saying that Izzy doesn't have power, but Izzy's not well known to just be one punch knockout. He's not power. one shot, one kill. Yeah. Like he's, you know. And Jan's got that power, and I think Jan has a great chin. So. Oh, and let me just say too that I don't believe Jan has any plans whatsoever on kickboxing with him, dude. It, no. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, hands high. Maybe I throw a jab. But I'm, I'm coming Take for the waist. Down. I'm moving yep. in the clinch. Like I'm gonna take you down. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I just think he, it's, it's a dangerous matchup for Alex. Alex needs Jan to make this a stand-up fight, and he and he needs to land every shot to have a chance at this. Doesn't mean he doesn't have the power to do it. He does have a lot of power, and it's quite possible. But I don't know. I'm just right. I, I think Jan. I think this is just. A, it's a perfect shot. Jan's. He's at that point where he just needs. A good, nice, solid victory, you know, and, and get him right there towards that shot. So it's interesting because I'm looking at the line right now, and it looks like Jan opened up around a minus 165, and, and money has actually come in on Alex Bahera, so that the line is now closer to like a minus 115, more or less a pick them on pick both em. sides. But I kind of wonder if that's just because, you know, Alex is kind of the hot commodity, right? In terms of like fan popularity, like he had yeah. this amazing series with the Adesanya. Um, by the way, we're starting to see his personality. What a great story that was today. I think Alex Buchanan asked him yeah, about, yeah. About, guy? about the video. Yeah, he yeah. talked about the video of the guy following him through Walmart, which went kind of viral. And it was kind of funny because everybody was like, what the fuck is some dude falling around Alex Behera yeah. in Walmart? And I saw a lot of people commenting like, oh, please tell me. I hope this dude found out, you know. And it turns out like 
it was actually a USADA guy, so yeah. he had no choice. Like once the USADA <laughs> guy makes contact with you, he has to stay with you. And I, the, the scrum was getting long because I kind of wanted to like find out more. Like how long did you make him follow you around? Yeah. And like, do you normally mess? Because that's the thing is, once the USADA guy makes contact, he, you cannot lose sight of them because obviously at that point they know a test is coming, and that would potentially invalidate the test. So that's why you hear the stories of like, well, I can't pee, but I gotta, I gotta do the other thing, and yeah. like homeboys gotta watch me do it, and it's like weird as hell mm-hmm. but you get it right because that would be an opportunity to cheat yeah so you got so i mean i guess i was just like oh man well i don't have to pee right now but need to go to walmart so i guess yep. we're going to walmart buddy <laughs> you know what i mean like it's pretty you're starting to see his personality and, yeah you know i was watching the countdown and i think he even said it. it was pretty funny he was talking about the fact that he has you know this new nice house and everything and how fortunate he feels and he's like my face doesn't change much, but I am very happy. I promise you. You know, I, mean, I thought that was pretty funny. I think even he gets it. Like, why you look like the serious dude all the time? But then you find out he's kind of the prankster and the jokester or whatever. So anyway, I, I feel like that line to me and money coming in on Alex. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like it's more just like that's that popularity. That's that name. I go like Jan is one of the nicest human beings on the planet that you'll ever meet. But he's not the like. He's not going to give you some big quote to use. He's not yeah. going to give you some big trash talk. You know, it's going to be like, hey, I have a lot of respect for this guy. It's going to be a battle, and I'm looking forward to using legendary Polish power. You yeah. Know? And I do remember that. I think recently, too, some pics came out of Jan, like, at a club and, like, partying and other shit. And I wonder if people are thinking, like, this guy didn't take it serious, you Which know. Which, like, yeah. Which I think is just silly. And, like, I guarantee he wasn't probably drinking or whatever, and he's just right. there. Passing the time because all the guys doing is training. Yeah, like, like, what are you gonna I, do? Like, can I go look at pretty people and just like listen to music and like do the Polish power dance? This is I'm pumping my arms up in the air. You know, I, I, I'm, I, <laughs> that's what I call power. that. That's Polish, Polish power <laughs> dance, raise the roof. Um, but yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, yeah, when you look at them, even when you just look at their mug shots, even the I'm on, on, on tapology. You know, one looks like he is prison mugshot the other guy looks like he's choking on a marshmallow and he's not very <laughs> dangerous like he's like angrily chatting killing a marshmallow so i think most of them said i'm gonna go with prison guy this guy over here is having a hard time eating the marshmallow <laughs> it's actually his mouth guard <laughs> it's just he's chewing on his mouth guard i mean so, there are some pictures on there that you know about but right some on. pictures on there are so ridiculous oh I, my I, granted i'm making a nice stretch but oh when you look God. at it now you're not going to not see it you're not going to not be able to see it now i see it now it's you're, you're referencing the thumbnail, not the profile. The thumbnail. Yeah, no, the, not yeah. the thumbnail. You got to keep it small. You got to keep it small. It looks like he's choking <laughs> on a marshmallow. You're ridiculous. Yeah, the panda one really does look like a, a – that's definitely a mugshot. It's like, definitely Like a mug just shot. where the photo cuts off, that's where the oh, numbers yeah. are right there. It's got, yep. it's got the numbers right in it. But, no, uh, that should be a, that should be an interesting fight. But, yeah, for the staff, my staff picks, uh, I picked you I went young. young. I, I, I kind of think I'd probably lean in that direction too if yeah. I'm going to be honest. I know that's not the sexy pick, but I, I think it's probably the, the wise pick. Um, it's a smart. I think it's the smart pick. Winner, winner fights Yuri. Yes. Yeah, I agree for sure. And the other question I was going to ask Alex, and I, and I didn't because it was kind of a jovial mood and it was kind of run, but I did kind of wonder. And to be honest, there's a lot to happen between here and there. But I really do wonder. Let's say Alex does win this, and then let's say Alex does win Yuri. Like, there's no question, 100% shadow of a doubt, Israel immediately moves up to 205 to try to 100%. take his title. Right? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be interesting to see too. I mean, like uh, they were saying about how much weight he cuts, he what that he was cutting, you know, yeah. to make it down to middleweight. I mean, we saw that, you know, Izzy doesn't put crazy amount of 
weight on when he went up. I, did he even make the weight, or was he still under? I can't no, make, I think he was under. If I remember now, I, don't, I, I, can't, I can't remember. Yeah, but I, I mean, think he was like. If I remember right, I think he was like two or one or something. Or something. Like yeah, that, I thought yeah. it was like decently under. Um, I, it's just big boys. I mean, like Alex, uh, I think will look a lot better, and maybe maybe it was just the fact that he wasn't properly hydrated, so it made his head more susceptible to get knocked out. It is it is at intriguing the, at the lower at the lower weight, but it is intriguing. But like I said, will the power I still translate? Wouldn't, I still wouldn't initially be like, oh, is he one hundred percent? You know, nah. with the rematch because we saw what happened on both sides. I mean, it, it's definitely it's you know, if you just even look at the last two fights, you know, one went one way. One went the other way, you yeah. know. If you if you don't even think about the other ones, but add a different weight site, weight, uh, weight class and heavier, I wouldn't quickly write off Alex. I'll tell you what, I'm gonna be honest with you. Having not seen Alex Mahead at 205 yet, I would say that if I was forced to put down a bet on that right now, at those two at 205, I'd bet Alex. Like, dude, remember in Miami how bad he looked? Like, yep. like remember like we were waiting to to go into the official weigh-ins and we yep. saw him and he like towel on his yeah. head like i mean just did terrible. not look looked terrible good. did not look good and now today boy and that was uh what what a, what a flex that was by the way right he's to start off his scrum Chug. he grabs the monster what can that, of water 20 ounce 30 yeah, ounce 20 30 20? ounce yeah he grabs the can of water and i'm like oh he's he's gonna take a sip just to just so that no no chugs Chugged it. the whole monster can of water like do you tell me that's not a flex like hey man Guess what, dude? I can do whatever I want yep. now. Like, Marty, I'm wait, I love that move. I love that. All right, I agree. Winter fights a year, and I think that's going to be a big one. I actually lean Jan as well, but I, I wouldn't mind. I mean, like I said, I think Alex is like the more exciting, you know. Then you and then you get the the Adesanya storylines, and it yep. creates a lot of things. But but yep. I think Jan probably gets it done. Wonder Boy Michelle Bahetta, uh fun fight. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. Fun fight. Both guys were like, man, this is going to be uh, stylistically, it's going to be amazing. But the one that stands out to me here is that. This is more meaningful than I think a lot of people may be giving impact to. Like, it is two ranked fighters. Wonder Boy's number seven. Now, granted, I know there's a lot of people that aren't happy the fact that Wonder Boy still sits at number seven. Uh, Michelle Pajeda, meanwhile, uh, number 15. Um, he's been out for a while. He's had a laugh, but um, man, he's won five in a row. Like, I, I think a lot of people don't realize that he's kind of put that winning streak together. So, this fight, well, I really do think it has the ability to be absolute batshit crazy bonkers and fun as, as all get out it's actually got some meaning in the division i mean it might not necessarily determine the next title shot but it, it's gonna it's gonna have some impact in the rankings yeah and i mean it's just wonder boy is just so fun or wonder man i want to say thanks wonder man but he, he was like only I can't, only, only, only if tenacious, if tenacious d, d comes out with a new song <laughs> wonder man but I mean, and he even said it that way. By the way, that was not just I know. me. He even I was he like, did give it because he said he asked Jack Black, and he said, "Well, maybe we, maybe we, maybe I can do something." But at then at that point, you can't. Can we, we get can't you use the same harmonies? Can we get you to just pose as pose Jack Black? Because let's be honest, Jack there Black's, are there Jack are Black's some visual his, similarities. But he's got he's got his beard back out. I'd have to do something. Maybe but. maybe that's the summer project. Is you start growing the beard back <laughs> out and look? I know I you, would just get a fake bushy one. I know you like to tinker around. <laughs> on, oh yeah, Jack Black's right now is thick. It's right, thick. he's got he's got like that. Dude, uh, it's, it's, he's got like that Josh it's, Barnett look. It's going very on. very All right. thick. It's very, so very so thick. at that point we get you some prosthetic beard. Uh, <laughs> but I know you like to tinker around. You like to jam a little bit, oh, yeah, and I know yeah. you like little tenacious D. And the visual yes. similarities between yes, you and Jack yes. Black are striking. Maybe that's the plan. You like to sing an MMA road show. <laughs> Debut uh, drop uh, uh, of, of you know what I mean, and you're like, 
One man. man, and we just do it as a parody. But we have to, and we up, give it to them. We have to come and up then, some cool lyrics. And then, we'll yeah. to, yes, oh. we'll work that up. And we'll then, and then up. we get Wonder Boy to be like, "Look, it's not Jack Black, <laughs> but it's like kind <laughs> of Jack like, Crack, Jack Jack Coker." Like, I don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, Jack and Coker. <laughs> it's a drink. Uh, yeah, and then like we do like it. a whole video, and then we get him to use that as his as entrance music, and he changes it to Wonder Man. Done. <laughs> done. Plans done. Done, sir. Plans done. Coming first to Patreon only. I'm telling you, man. Something about this altitude up here got yeah. to me. Done got to me. Uh, all right. Leans either way on this. Uh, uh, I went Bahia. You went Bahia? I, I kind of did, too. Uh, Just like the bigger, stronger, younger dude. That's it. Yeah. Honestly, it's that. It's, it's the power. I mean, I think uh, Steven... He just has a tendency to outlast it, but he still, he, as much as he was sort of criticizing, when well, he wasn't criticizing, but he was talking about how other fighters that still sort of exist out there went in along the lines of like karate and other stuff, you know, still has this sort of Dutch kickboxing style and you get all this, this, this. But all I kept hearing in my head was like, okay, he's thinking about guys that are still like out there fighting like karate tournaments. A lot of times, Steven, I feel like he's fighting a karate tournament and there right. were some of these guys, you know. Michelle's going to go in there trying to knock his head off, and while Steven will try to do damage, I still feel like he just doesn't have the that fight-ending power that we can see out of uh, out of Michelle. But um, I don't know. Um, I, that's that's the way I lean uh, here. Don't tell Steven I said I think he's like a point fighter because then he'll end up kicking my head off and then get that knockout he needs. But um, yeah, I, I just want I just think the power, the strength. I think. Uh, his whole problem is in the past been like he was always so flamboyant in the way he fought that he, his gas tank started to give a little mm-hmm. bit because he was wasting so much energy being so showy. I mean, I think if he can stay grounded and keep that power and explosiveness for a little burst, um, once he's going to have to find a way to kind of clear that distance because Steven likes to – he's great with movement, great with keeping that distance. He, he, he kind of dashes in and out. If yep. he can work sort of that timing or work enough feints to kind of get Steven to bite on something that he can counter with some power, um, I think after a few good shots, if he kind of you know slows Steven down with some damage or maybe work on the legs a little bit so he, he kind of loses that movement, I think he's got the power to do that. He's just got to be smart about it. Um, if he goes out there and – and thinks he doesn't need to pay attention to Steven's power, I think that would be a bad mistake as well because we've seen fighters go there like Diaz. It's not like Diaz is out there throwing complete one nut, you know, knockout power, but he just pitter-pats you until the guy's beat down. Yep. It's so amazing. You watch it happen time and time again. Diaz just like pawing at you, pawing at you, and next thing you know, the guy's face is half destroyed, and, and he's just barely moving. You're like, what happened? What didn't we see? So that's the kind of thing that can happen out here. But, uh, yeah, I think I think Pei is just uh, – I think he's going to be a little bit too much in this. But who knows? I mean, um, we are at altitude. Maybe if he tries to do those flashy movements, maybe burns himself out. Maybe we're going to get into the second round. Maybe start to see that old version, that, that old yep. version that we thought he would move past. So. Yep. Uh, all right, uh, Tony Ferguson versus Bobby Green. Love this fight. Love this fight, man. Two, uh, uh, first of all, two of the most memorable scrums from today. First of all, two guys that we've been covering their career forever that we love both of them. That they're just, I mean, favorites of both of ours as as people and as fighters. I love this fight. Um, Bobby Green was on point as you would expect. You know, he's admitted you know his frustration from last time in the no contest, but he's like, hey, I've moved past it. I'm good to go. I'm focused. You know, I'm still you know building what I'm building. Tony Ferguson, man, listen, um, 
people will say things about Tony Ferguson. I'm just going to be honest. I love me some Tony Ferguson. And, you know, while he's definitely an eccentric cat, uh, I mean, he came in today and just kind of owned everything, right? He was just like, look, man, I have not been where I needed to be mentally, physically. I was burned out, you know. And I get it, man. Uh, doubters will just be like, yeah, but they can say that. But what really is it? Um, I don't know. I'm at least encouraged by the fact that I feel like he's being honest and straightforward. You know, he, he changed up the coaches around him. He changed up his training approach. Um, the dude's as dedicated as they come. I, I think this has the ability to be exciting. And and listen, you look at that Tony Ferguson losing streak, man. I mean, come on, dude. The names that are on there yeah. are are insane. So um, I'm I'm excited about this. I I I'll be honest with you. I have no idea what we're going to see in there. I know that Bobby Green is a massive favorite, and I understand why. Yep. I completely get that. And Bobby Green could 100% win this fight handily. But Tony Ferguson, if he is executing at 100%, uh, has the ability to come in here and shock the world a little bit. And um, that's uh, it, if, if you got a few bucks that you just want to throw out there on, on a big dog, yep. Tony Ferguson might be the guy to do it. But beyond the betting aspect, that was just from a, an entertainment perspective – I'm excited for this one. Yeah, and there's there's no quit in Tony. I mean, we've seen the guy just bloodied to all get out, and the doctor's trying to stop fight. You know, he's not going to be one that wants to stop a fight. Um, I just hope they kind of definitely uh, double search him to look for that bear knife that he likes to carry around with him. You know, in case, you know, blades and blades Bro, and shades, dog. Blades what? and shades. Hold on, man. <laughs> I, was that legal today? I'm not yeah. sure. Well, it's, 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 it's all about the, it's all about the length. Okay, so for anybody the, that didn't see well, the media day, it, every state is different, but uh, it's usually well, maybe it's two inch. And I'm not trying to write, rat the guy out or anything, yeah. but I did, I was like, whoa! Uh, he, he rat himself out. He pulled it out yeah. at the middle. I mean, of it was the, on camera, but yeah. So if you, if you didn't see it, you know, he's like, hey, I was up in Big Bear, and we were like tracking a bear. Like, I'm like, literally tracking, and I'm like. And, and I'm literally just kind of blown away. I'm like, as, as I'm listening, I mean, obviously, anytime Tony speaks, I'm a little bit blown away by what I'm hearing, and I'm always intently listening because, like, man, if you don't pay attention to what Tony's saying, you're going to get lost real quick. Yeah. And then he's going to ask you a question, you're going to feel like an idiot because you're like, ah, I'm, I'm not sure. So I always make sure and intently listen yeah. to what he's saying. And he's talking about tracking a bear and finding the water table and the food supply and all this, and I'm like, did anybody tell you like don't do this? You know well, that's what I mean? the thing. Like now, you clear this up for me because I was thinking one when he was telling the story, and I thought I heard him say something. I was like, one, I get it. You want to track it with like your coach or whatever. But the other point where I thought was stupid because didn't he say that he was with his kid and his wife at the time? I think that I don't know that they were out on the trail with them, but they were definitely or just at some point at the camp. At the camp, at and some I think point, they him saw him wife. at the camp, okay. and then at that point, Tony's like, okay. you know what? I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna. Okay, because I was find, thinking like I'm as, find this as bears. badass as you are, like do not ever fucking try to. Oh, like, don't take your kid. Yeah, take yeah, your yeah. kid and your Boy, wife, ba- and then just track a bear unless that's what your you job see is. See how quick those things move so in fast. the wild. Oh my and if you try to climb a tree to get away, bro, they climb the tree way better than you're gonna climb yeah, yeah, the fucking yeah. tree. So it's very, very scary. But so, I heard that, and I'm glad you cleared that up because I was yeah. like, dude, as much as you want to be a badass, I was like, don't, don't put your kid out there in front of a bear. Nah, nah, you know how much he loves his kid. There's no way. But so, so he mentioned that, and I was like, so I was like, well, didn't somebody tell you not to? He's like, no. He's like, you know, we're going to do this. And I'm like, well, did you at least go with a weapon? And immediately he just pulls out a knife. I guess it was probably in his pants or, or in back his pocket back pocket or something, or something. Yeah, yeah. and, he's, and he, he pulls out the blade and he throws it on the table and he's like blades and shades baby blades i'm like shades. come on yeah i think i, you, I think, you, I, think I, Nevada, I think it's a two inch blade so maybe 
here is probably the same. A lot of places, like a two-inch blade is fine. You can have a two-inch blade, like in your pocket knife or whatever. It's not considered like a concealed Jeez, weapon or whatever. Know. Yeah, because a lot of the other blades. I mean, you can have another blade longer, but you just can't like it concealed. Like, I see if it's like a fixed blade, like a longer fixed blade, you might have it like on your side, but it has to be present. Like, you can't conceal that sort of shit because that's like literally like a dangerous weapon. Two-inch knife, while it so can. So I think of like an old, some, like, like an old country boy walking around with a big knife stuck yeah. on it. Like that's well, totally I mean, like. Well, if you're if you're working, like say if you're cowboy or country boy like you're working in or say if you're fishing or whatever there's a, a very there's a various needs that you can have that sort of sure. thing but in your day-to-day like -day, stab a man but i'll tell you <laughs> well i mean i tell you as as a person that uh quite often does carry and do like a concealed carry a lot of times there were days you're like the when frank mir of the mma media <laughs> no he's hardcore he's super hardcore <laughs> but there are often days when i didn't carry when i was like well i don't feel like like carrying my actual firearm but i would I would put like I bring like a knife or whatever, because you know, and everybody always laughs. I'm like, well, what for? I'm like, bro, I'd rather have something in my pocket should something pop off than to have nothing but my fucking wallet where I'm gonna try to hand over or, or whatever. Because at some point, even in something like that, and they're like, well, give them your wallet. What if they want more than that? What if they want your life? What are you gonna do? You just give them your life without a fight? No, I'm gonna fucking fight. And I'm gonna stab your eyeball out or something. <laughs> Wow. Or I'm gonna stab you in your nuts. I'm taking one of your nuts with me. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. You got but me, but you're gonna remember me the rest <laughs> of your life. <laughs> you're always gonna pee funny. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I didn't mind it. But no, I'm glad you cleared about that the bear thing. But yeah, so Tony's fucking nuts, man. He goes tracks bears <laughs> with uh with uh fucking just pocket knives. Um, but I love it. I love that he was breaking out this map. And I mean, like, if you're living in the woods, like, nature's beautiful. It's an amazing thing. I mean, like, and if you're smart enough and you look around, bears will hear you coming or smell you much yeah. closer than you're ever going to see them. So more than likely, the bear, if there was something around there, could have, would have took off if he wanted to, or could have been at far enough distance and allowed yourself to see. So hopefully he was able to see something and, and do whatever. But, um, yeah, bears are very, very, uh, I ever tell you a story when I was younger, I was up in Wisconsin, I was like probably, I don't know, 20 years old or something, maybe younger than that, I was taking mushrooms, and I was like shooting, <sighs> I was taking, I was out, uh, we're at my uh, grandfather's farm, and I was out just taking photos or whatever, and I, I was looking down uh, along like on this stretch of where like some of the cornfields or whatever, and I saw this little baby bear, I was like, oh my god, it's a baby bear, and I remember taking pictures, and I was trying to sort of do this arc around and take pictures, and it kind of stands up, and it looks at me, and then it runs into the cornfield, and at the time, I initially thought, well, fuck, I want to get one more shot, and I started running after it, and it wasn't until I got no. into the, started walking the cornfield where like, common sense kicked in was like where baby bear is mama, mama bear, daddy is. bear yeah. Yeah. so i stopped myself and i ran back and i remember telling them, i was like i saw a baby bear i saw a baby bear. did you see the mom i was like luckily no i did not <laughs> but i was totally tripping I my saw a baby bear and i ran into the cornfield to <laughs> go chase my it nuts and it was i was so like funny. don't let this bear throw a lazy yeah. leg kick at me bro because i will <laughs> flatten this bear did. out right in the middle of this yeah. cornfield so wow yeah. dude that's we came awfully close to never having this podcast <laughs> well, I, I, hopefully a little guardian angel took care of me of that and they're like sir son come back follow the twinkling sounds over here follow my voice don't go in the forward <laughs> oh man uh yeah. car kicks off with michael chiesa versus kevin holland uh kevin holland was in great spirits yeah. uh michael chiesa was in phenomenal spirits talking about how excited he is to be back everybody was really in good spirits i'm telling today. you man I this is what i think the whole media day today I, I can't remember anybody that was like pulling the uh, whole like i'm just here so i don't get fined thing everybody was, seemed into it this was one of the more 
fun media days that yeah, I remember like I walking out and just feeling like it was a positive attitude and, and, and enjoyed it. <laughs> I just remember Derek Lewis that now because I feel like we've been in this corner of this. We're recording in this lobby and there was like no airflow. I feel like I'm kind of like, like, I don't know, what's the word? Just like sort of sweatyish, a little like just dank or whatever. Derek Lewis, it was the very last fighter. Do you remember what he said when he came to the room? He's like, man, kind of smells like bunch of fighters in here or like oh, y'all like like been working like hard been working out or something that's funny i was like do we stink or something that's funny all right so all right I, i'll just i'll i you know what i don't want to skip through michael kiesa and kevin holland i don't want to skip through gabriel bonfim and trevin giles i don't even skip through marcus rogerio de lima yeah, um, yeah, I mean, but, yeah. but but i want to <laughs> wow i'm just kidding. i'm gonna tell him I you key, said that I, I would knock you out uh all right uh, no, i gave him no respect <laughs> uh i did want to ask you about Derek lewis so Derek, I have unfortunately had to miss uh, several of his last media days just through scheduling conflicts, and I've been yeah. bummed because it's been Derek Lewis fights, um, and I love Derek Lewis, of course, and I, and I always like talking to him because he's fun, he makes it entertaining, um, and, and I've had to miss those. So today, um, man, he's on a he's on a stretch right now, and it's not yeah. a good stretch, right? And I knew that like knowing Derek enough, like he already. It's not that he hates doing media, but he doesn't love he it. He likes I mean, to deflect questions. He likes to deflect questions. It's very, you know what, very maybe um, in a much different way, but maybe very like Roy Nelson-esque yes. where it's like, he, you know what I mean? Like, a slightly di- a different A different tone, yes. but like yeah. I'm not actually answering your question. Yeah. I'm just yeah, making yeah, yeah. jokes or whatever. Um, and he's always been that way. I think when we first saw him at like when the media oh, yeah. days, he was like, you know, talking about cocaine or drugs or something or whatever. Oh, that was the one in Louisiana, the one Louisiana, in New Orleans where he was like, he was like, like I've been using that something. TRT yeah. or whatever. I mean, just – Here's the thing about Derek that I that I that I, I think is wild too is that like, and he said it today to a degree, um, that you know he knew that we were gonna say like, I honestly believe like, I Derek, know what you're gonna ask me. I and, but and he was spot on. But I honestly believe Derek Lewis thinks people don't like him, and I, who doesn't like Derek Lewis? Find me a person that doesn't like Derek Lewis. There's not one. I think he honestly feels like. Like, I, I kind of think he doesn't like talking to us because I think he thinks people just literally don't like him. Well, and I think, but it, it also could be that a matter of he just read what some of the pundits out there maybe said. I mean, like, I guarantee when he was thinking, like, what people are going to ask, he was half expecting, okay, he's coming here on three fight loss. Who's going to ask the question, okay, are you fighting for your job? Right. Are you having extra pressure on your shoulder because you have a three? Do you think that you're going to be done, done with this? And I'm sure he's hearing that, and I'm sure – some pundit wrote about it, and he's just assuming everybody's already turned their back on him yep. and already writing him off. So he's just assuming it. So I think that's why his initial approach—he was just like, "I'm just going to get these some of these answers yeah. right off the bat," you know. And I thought it was good because a lot of times, I, I can't remember the last time he's ever did that. If he's ever did that at all, well, just pointedly sort of said like, "I know what's going on." Blah 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 blah. It's so funny because like I I definitely anticipated that happening today. So like, if you ever notice like my interviews, like a, a lot of them. You know, and, and and some people, oh, why are you asking a softball question? Why are you asking? But I always like to ask something to like, especially if I if I, if I think somebody's going to be a little bit tense. Yeah. Let me, let me get something that's going to put them in ease. Let me, you know, yeah. let me get some. Hey, we're all buddies in here. We can talk. You can open up in here. Like, don't worry. Yep. You don't have to be on the defensive. And uh, I I did think it was funny. It made me kind of happy because I was like, hey man, you know, I opened up. You didn't see it. Oh, but I was like, man. A lot of rumors, Derek, of Ronda Rousey returning. Yeah. How excited! And, and me, and it was so funny. Like he tried to stop himself from smiling, and then he just kind of cracked up. He's like, "Man, I was ready to come in here and light yep. you guys up." He's like, "That made me laugh." He's like, "That's yep. that's pretty good." So I mean, as much as I think a lot of people, you know, they're always like, "Oh, well, I could do it." These reporters ask super questions. They do whatever. I mean, and we said this before, time and time again. It's a dance. 
you know, there's two dance partners, you know, the, the interviewer and the interviewee, you know, you could either immediately go forward and possibly step on their toes trying to get your part of the dance out there, or do you take a step back and let them kind of take the first forward? Right. But at some point, you have to give your arms out. You put your arms out. You give them a little something to grab onto, and then you start the dance together. So when you put that softball out there, that's I'm extending my arms. I'm extending my arms out, and I'm going to let you reach out to them. And once we make that connection – then we start the dance, yep. you know, and then it gets forward. So I think anybody, you know, it j and that's just repetition. If yeah, anybody yeah. wants to start to get into the field and wants to start doing better interviews and they doesn't, they don't understand why we ask at times some questions. People are like, oh, why would you say this to that Dana? That may seem stupid. Why do you that do may this? Seem, Whatever. Yep. They say this. There's a there's a reason for that, you know, and that's the kind of thing that just it gets honed from experience over and over and over. If it, if you start a conversation asking for the hardest, quickest question that you think like, oh, this is ultimately my story, and and then if you shut them down, and you get nothing else, and you don't even get the answer that you want, then what do you got? That's right. You got absolutely nothing. But if you start into it, Derek Lewis them, three three losses up. in a row, you know, right off the bat, what are you going to get? Yeah, they you just get? then he's just going to clam up, you know, yep. and you might get some else, or you're going to get that attitude, and then his answers are going to get shorter and shorter. Then you never see the smile, you never get his personality, you never get any of that shit out of there. So I mean, it it is what it is. I think for people that don't understand and they think like, oh well, you're not asking the hard question. You're not just why. What is all this filler? And it's like there's a reason for yeah, it. You know, and up. I guarantee you either have never done that or you've never done. You maybe have done a handful of shit. Yeah, you it's know? not. You it's know? not to be. It's not to make a joke to make you the center of attention or whatever. Right. It's just like man, it's let's kind of let's lighten it up it's a little a tact, bit. Let's man. have some fun. I, and I thought it worked good. So yeah. all right. So let me ask you. So even as he. So then we go from that to immediately he goes. I know the questions you're going to ask. Yes, I think I still have it. Yes, you know what I mean? He went through all the stuff that, yeah, you're right. All those things that you laid out that people would have laid, he let, he went right into it. And then he starts talking about this health thing and about, um, you know, passing out before his last yeah. weigh-in. That's the first we heard that. Okay, so this is what I want to ask you because I'll be honest with you. Even at first, because with Derek, it got the fight his called. sarcasm, oh, yeah. Like but Derek's sarcasm is so, like, on point and good that sometimes, like, but I, I, I didn't think – I didn't feel he was being sarcastic, and I thought it would be incredibly disrespectful to not take it seriously. Yeah. So we kept kind of going down that line of questioning. Um, you've been in a lot of these fights that I've missed of Derek's, and, you know, without peeling back the curtain too much, I mean, you're basically part of Team Black Beast, right? I mean, you're basically, <laughs> like, an honorary member of the team or yeah, whatever. I mean, but when they think of, like, their fellow black brothers, I mean, like, I'm right there. Well, with them. I'm no. just saying. You no, guys, like, yeah. we're very, very close. I'm very, very close with that team. You are, you are close to the close. team. Um, so... Um, as he was laying all that out, like you said, it's the first time we've heard it. Um, it sound earnest to me, man. Did it all sound straight up? And and, no, and, and yes, that's what he's battled with. But yes, he's addressed it. And I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, I was glad. I, well, one, I think that I, w I was happy that he even admitted that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But it may it definitely offered up more questions. I think some people, you know, part of my, you know, I immediately started thinking in my head. Where I was like, well, if that happened. While he's at the venue, the fight could have ended. So I'm wondering yeah. if it happened at the hotel. I thought about that we've too. We've seen, we've seen where um, if recently doctors see you pass out, like you're it's done. done. The you're fight's done. done. So that's why I was like, maybe it doesn't it's at even the matter the reason. Doesn't even matter why. Because we've seen recently, who was it that um, had like panic attacks? We just saw it happen multiple times. Uh, oh, Josh, was it? Uh, fuck. Well, recently, I, the name will come back to us, but had like a panic attack that happened before the fight, and then they end up calling the fight. You know, like that's what it started uh, for a second to me. I was well, like, Tom Breeze had that. Tom Breeze had that issue Tom a couple Breeze, times. He's not the one I was thinking about. No, there was another one. Oh, 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 o
Sherman, but yep. it was Sherman on one time and was an op- opponent at one time. Uh, but same difference, yeah, same yeah. difference. But I feel like th- it made me think, like, okay, was it, if he's passing out, it can't be just a weight thing. I mean, like, if it oh, – Chase Sherman, I should say, not Josh Sherman. Chase, yeah, 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 Chase, Chase Sherman. Sherman. Sorry about that. No, I said Josh because I was thinking yep. the, the, the opponent that, yeah, that yeah, I think yeah, the yeah. other guy was a Josh guy. But, um, yes, I mean, there's definitely issues. And and if we he really wanted to, that's almost something you want to, like, pull one of the coaches or get to him aside, not in a giant room where you have time to actually talk about it, you know, like – there's a time and place for some stuff. Like, yes, we could have dived in more, but if he get, could have shut down or whatever. But me being a person like I actually like Derek, I care for his team, I care for how he, how yep. he does, that'd be kind of information. Like, hey, when you have the time to double back, I'm like, hey, can we talk a little bit more? What was going on when you said that yep. you passed out? You know, was it sickness? Was it this and that? Was it nerves? Was it anxiety? You know, if it was like the sort of thing of like a panic attack starting to sort of offset where your mind was just racing your body and then your body shut down. But all in all, I mean, if it was the kind of thing that if it did affect your performance, that's the kind of stuff that you need to address and make sure that shit's good. And if he's saying that he's 100% good and that he feels good, I mean, I believe him. I mean, like, if you're coming in on three three fight loss like he is, the pressure is so immense. Do not half-ass this one because this is it, dog. This is it. This is it. I mean, I'd like to think that he's got enough um, love and adoration from the fans and from the brass at UFC that he can warn another one, but it needs a good performance. He has to have yeah. a good performance. Be good, he needs to go out there and be a slobber. Because that's the problem is, is it hasn't just been losses. It's been like, what was that? Yeah. You know what I mean? You leave, you're scratching your head. And that's the kind of thing. I mean, like, and, and Dana said it before, like if a fighter seems like they're on their way down, they cut them while they're still marketable and somebody else wants to pick them up, right. you know, possibly. If they're still worth out of it and there's still value, they're like, okay, we'll keep them around or we'll do whatever. Maybe we'll re-sign them or something. But, yeah, I mean, like – as much as he wants to say it or not, like his job's on the line on this one, and he needs to be a hundred percent, or at least to have whatever. But I mean, if it is a panic thing, if it is a stress thing, we're that could still pop his head up. I yeah. mean, we still got you know, what say when we still got two days. Yep. You know. So, so he he said, by the way, he said to close everything out. He said, at weigh-ins, I will have a six-pack. Yeah. And you got the joke <laughs> out that was in my head as well. Because he didn't. I don't think he heard. He, he didn't, didn't hear it. Yet. And I started to chirp it up louder because I thought it was funny. He said, "At Wayans, I will have a six pack." And what did you say? What brand? What brand? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was funny, um, but he didn't hear it, so he didn't address it. But Oscar I, made a good. He, he like when I went outside to try to find uh, a space to work out, and he, he we brought up the six pack. He said, "Do you think he's going to paint?" On his chest, like paint. Well, that's what I was gonna on. ask you because he actually asked me that. He's like, "What do you think he means?" I was like, "I think he'll paint this." Side. Like, maybe yeah, because we've seen guys do that before. Or do you think he'll actually have a? Si- or is is that? I mean, but he with said Derek, there's the always thing when a he joke. said about the octagon. He'll he said he'll have it at the fight, and he said if you if but I don't can, have it, he can bring it, it in the bucket. If I don't, <laughs> he's gonna have they a six pack in the prime bucket. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't that be awesome? Or just have somebody bring it. Like to he at, actually uh, has a six pack of yeah, beers, or something, or somebody has it at the venue uh, or something. All right, so I'm interested in that because with, with Derek, there's always a little bit of a joke. So. I think just the, the only thing is like the the painting on six packs been done before. It has been done before. You know, like I it's played maybe out. Maybe there's some something out. new. I mean, maybe you know something, but. Um, It'd be cool if it was with beer or, or whatever. Something to monitor because he said we can talk trash about him if he doesn't have it. So, uh, all right. Well, listen. Uh, I mean, I could keep talking about MMA all night. I keep talking about this card all night, but 
the free happy hour is ended. Yeah. And so that means. I do got some more. I got some more edits. It's time to relocate is what it means. Yeah. I don't have no more edits to do. I got I one say, more edit. I, I just think it's time to relocate is, what I, is all I'm saying. I'm just saying the free beers are gone. So now it's time to go find some beers that we can pay for. <laughs> Uh, hopefully not did, of the 3.2 variety. work, though, We bro. did some work. I'm sure there were some people that were incredibly annoyed by us. Yes. I, I thought we were borderline going to get cut off. If there were more people here, I think they probably would have been like, guys. You got to like, stop. Literally. I mean, there's one, two, three, four, But luckily, five, Cold Coffee, if you've never seen Cold Coffee operate in public, like, <laughs> Cold Coffee's a good wingman if you don't want to talk to anybody because he will handle all that for you. Like, I'm not the big, like – Jump in the Uber and have a conversation because normally I'm like catching up on email. Yeah, right? yeah. Cold coffee's just like, "How you doing, buddy? Good." <laughs> Is that how he sounds? Yeah, yeah, maybe not. That's probably a little extensive. But he's I, like, I take my steps and have it off first. I brush off the dirt off my boots. Step on over the saddle, and I was like, "Well, oh boy." Uh, yeah, but like today, like the bar, the bartender shows up, uh, and he's like the front desk guy, and you're like, "Well, he said he's gonna cook for us as well." And I mean, you've had like a whole conversation. <laughs> he brought it up when he checked because when he checked, he's like, "Hey, there's a there's a thing here, you know," and he's like, uh, "It's gonna have free beer. There's some food because I'm the one making it." And I was like, "Oh, well, that's awesome." And then I saw him, and then what you got on the menu, buddy? <laughs> I was I was surprised it was a soup thing, but the soup was good. Broccoli, broccoli cheddar. Broccoli cheddar, dude, that was bomb. It was, it it was, was really bomb. Not as good as the price on the beers. Yes, that was that but was good. Happy hours over. That must means <laughs> we that made him have to go up in the back. He had to go up in the back and refill <laughs> like almost restock. immediately. He's like, "Are you really gonna make me go restock the like, free yes, beer?" I'm like, "If I could pay three fifty to take money out to tip you, come on." I'm telling you what, if we didn't have to do this podcast, it has gone a lot faster too. I'm That's <laughs> for damn sure. Yeah. Well, with the seamless thing, you guys don't realize because this is edited so seamlessly. We did oh, stop to go oh. get some more beers halfway through. It. Editing tricks, bro. We, I'm talking yeah. about in between all the music interludes oh, and all the other man. shit. We you know? just steamed it together. We did use a couple transitions yeah. to, to mask see, the moment I that we got. I paid extra to have the transitions that you don't hear or see. <laughs> you know, it's it's uh it's like the, it's like riding in a luxury car. You don't hear the shit on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. All right, listen. Uh, appreciate everybody for listening to us. If you could take a minute to rate us or review us wherever you listen, that always helps out. Leave us some five stars if you can. If you got some feedback, we'd love to hear that. Hopefully it's positive. If you got some extra money. If you got some extra money and you just want to throw it to some guys, like those dudes make me laugh every week. Let me just throw it to patreon.com slash the Emily Road Show. We got we to gotta, we gotta get a cast together for this uh, the Jack uh, Crack we, we video. <laughs> Jack Crack. It's Jack and Coker. What are you talking Jack about? Jack <laughs> What are you talking Wonder yeah, we, we got can't a, make that happen. Budget. We cannot make that <laughs> oh, happen. It's happening. It's oh, happening. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, we got a budget to put together. Should so I you sing it in that country twang uh, that you uh, have, that you think I have? Well, partner, are you <laughs> Wonder Boy? <laughs> Man, nobody should ever give us free beer again. Yeah, All right, uh, Patreon.com/slash/Simi Roadshow. If you can support us over there, we appreciate that. But more than anything, we'll just say thanks for listening. 